quite a bit of information to cover tonight. So we'll just jump right in. And hey, Eric, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah, the family's in bed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Same. I finally had to kick Allison out of the basement here. She kept walking down like, what are you doing? Let's talk about stuff. And I was like, no, I just want to talk with Eric and get this thing going. Well, I, I should give a warning before we go on with this that and you guys picked this up before there is going to be snoring in the background because i have a boston terrier and she's got a smush nose and it gets loud sometimes i just yelled at her so i don't know how this is going to work out but you'll still be able to hear me but you might hear that snoring in the background yeah, just wake her up every five minutes or so yeah i need uh i need uh devices to throw at her and everything <laughs> all right well this week we uh have a new platform because our previous one has having some technical issues that we weren't aware of so we'll try it and hopefully it sounds all right also i'm trying to record directly through my computer so hopefully my voice picks up a little bit better and uh i don't know we'll give it a shot and see how it goes if not eric and i get to talk back and forth for the next 40 minutes <laughs> what a treat what a treat <laughs> all right so Let's jump right in. So last week on Friday, we had the party at the Gilmer household who uh, threw a great party as always. It was really nice to see everybody. Yeah, I, I had a great time. It, and it's, it was just, it was really great to see everybody. And it's, it always, in my view, it always happens too infrequently. Um, so I always look forward to it. And uh, especially... I have to be honest, it's nice to have the kids playing together, too. I know that can get a little annoying for people, but um, I I really enjoy watching them play. And we're close. I mean, we're not quite there, but we're getting close to the point where we can really just say, okay, kids, you guys just go play, and we're going to do our thing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so we need... Sorry, Molly. We need Molly to go ahead and take charge, be the babysitter, take That's care right. of That's right. You got Asher and Eli coming up there. Like, all right, guys, time to step into those roles. You're going to be the babysitters for the next couple hours. Oh. Yep. We're getting I'm, – I'm, I'm even jonesing for the day where we can just, you know, leave Josie with Asher. We got a few years with this, but, <laughs> man, it would be nice to just, you know, hey, we're going to go do something real quick. We're going to leave the house. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know for sure, but that felt like probably our most heavily attended as far as managers go. Like that was probably the most managers we've ever had at a lottery party. Was it 10 out of 12, I think? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, last year it was at Pete's and it felt like we had a good turnout there too. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't remember keeping track as to who, you know, what the, you know, what the what the numbers were. But I, I think maybe you know you can always count Tyler out, okay. Um, but I think it's Gri Gribben is always the one. You know, we're, we're not sure, you know, and nobody knows for sure until he may show up. I was pleasantly um, surprised. Yeah, I'm really glad he came. It was great to see him. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you had a you had a guest appearance. You were talking about how Burt Reynolds was there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've been looking at uh, 
celebrity mustaches here. Yeah. And, you know, Burt Reynolds, that is just so iconic. That is the, the iconic mustache, uh, really, of our parents' day, but it still carries on. But, you know, the mustaches are coming in. I don't have that kind of – I don't have the balls to – to do that kind of thing. But I'm looking at James Franco and I tell you, Andy Hun's mustache, that there's some similarities there. So anyway, I, I thought it looked good on him. You know, if anyone's going to like come off with the, with the trendy look, it's pro- it's going to be Andy. Um, so he was representing uh, all of that on our behalf. <laughs> for you know, us. Sorry, we talked last week about his team name was French. Like, is he like the French seem to have a lot of mustaches, right? Like maybe he's just, adopting that whole new lifestyle maybe that's what it is i have no idea what the french are doing these days quite honestly <laughs> i know i, I stopped shaving her legs and, and her pits, pits. I guess we'll know that it's like a whole family thing yeah yeah maybe they maybe, i don't know maybe they're plotting a big move or something like that <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> they're hunkered in in their nice house over down there in uh in north of columbus but yeah. um but yeah, that's, um, I, you know, and I have to, I think Andy, I think he went, this is so typical, but I think he went too hard too early because I think, I think by the time the party started, he was a little bit done because he was working in the Diet Cokes and everything. Um, but you could tell those guys were a little toasted. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, we were later as per usual, and it's hard for us to get on the work and, and get an hour away too early. So I kind of felt like there was a little bit lacking energy when I got there, and it was sad. You know, it seemed like people were a little down. I probably just spent, just like you called it. So I definitely felt that. But it was, I mean, it was hard for me to get up and go into when I'd just driven an hour and I was rushed, rushed to get out the door. So it right. was what it was. It was still good to see everybody. I wish I would have probably experienced the peak uh, part of the day, but it, it was still good. And, you know, we've been feeling it, too. I, we probably shouldn't belabor this too much, but, uh, you know, being so far up, north i mean it it was a long drive for us um and it was you know it just kind of represented the distance that that's there and um you know we're, we're happy where we're at but um you know definitely feel like not we're, we're definitely not as close as we have been in our other locations so and i think we're feeling that a little bit um yeah. taking you know driving so far down there but it was good regardless i mean we had a great time Agreed. It was good to see everybody. So let's yeah. move on before I bore everybody by saying, talking about yeah. our driving situations too much here. <laughs> so we do have some fantasy football related things to talk about. First thing first, let's go ahead and talk about the keeper selections. So we talked last week about yours and I, our prediction for what would happen. Mm-hmm. And go ahead, take it away. What'd you think? Well, uh, you know, the, I think the re- most remarkable thing is we had the repeat of me getting the first pick and Andy Z getting the last pick. Now I last year, I mean the results, Andy had an awesome team and my team sucked. So I hope that that doesn't repeat itself, but um, you know, everything else, I, I mean, I, I usually try to judge like people's reactions to the different picks. Cause usually people have thought through like what they would prefer and all of that. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm one more reaction is Ben, you know, Ben decided to keep Zeke, which is a little bit of a, a risk, you know, with everything there. 
Um, I don't know. Is he still working out in Mexico? Nobody knows. But yep. um, he got the second pick. So, um, you know, we'll have to we'll see how that pans out for him. Yeah, I've been going back and forth about that. When I first saw it, I was, you know, like I get it. Zeke is a great player, but I was like, man, you got the second pick. Only one guy ahead of you that could potentially steal Zeke. But you, you just don't know. Like, Zeke could sign any day, and if he does, you'd probably steal him at number one. But right. if he doesn't, Ben could wait. He could still take him at two if he wanted to, reset that keeper clock, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So it, it was I, – I guess Ben played it safe, maybe, like, yeah. which is weird to say. I, my gut is that Zeke is back early, early in the season, if not before the season starts. But, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's a gamble that it, – it's weird because he took it safe and kept him, but he's also gambling that he's going to play. So it's kind of – kind of could go both, both ways there. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure – I mean, I think he thinks of Zeke much higher than everybody else, and so he was probably wonder, thinking that I would take him um, if, if he didn't. Um, so I think there was probably some risk for him there too, but, or it yep. could be just the comfort zone, comfort zone for him. We'll see if he also drafts Jimmy Graham and Dak Prescott, <laughs> um, and just for the sake of, uh, familiarity, but yeah. So then, uh, you had Steph keeping Kamara and Julio. I mean, those were pretty much no brainers. I think you and I predicted that one last week. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, Ziggler keeping McCaffrey and Mahomes. There's no surprise there. You know, I mean, we talked about more quarterbacks going and only one got kept. Did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, Mahomes is a beast, so that that made a lot of sense. Uh, I do think it'll make you know things interesting in the draft. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but I, I actually thought you know the keeping was fifty fifty in terms of what was sensible or predictable. Um, you know, I, I thought it made a lot of sense for you to keep Saquon, um, Andy Z to me with McCaffrey. I mean, essentially McCaffrey being a second round pick, that's ridiculous to me. Um, you know, and then, um, Steph, Julio and Kamara, um, that's, I mean, that's two first rounders you get, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really great situation to be in. Um, but then you have the Zeke situation, which we just talked about. Um, I actually think Tyler is insane for keeping Kelsey and OBJ. Um, I don't. I don't insane? know. Hope, hope is that the- insane. I just. I just don't. I don't see that. But uh, but you know how I, you and I have been pretty aligned in our thoughts about tight ends for for one. I know Kelsey is yep. uh, a, a cut above for uh, the the rest of the tight ends, but. I just don't see the value there for keeping him as the first round pick. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. Um, Kelsey has been going towards the beginning of the second round, kind of towards the middle. Uh, and I can see a scenario where you keep him, but he's not going to get a running back now. So his problem is he's got what the what number of pick does he have in the third round? Uh he changed his team name. He's not Cornbread anymore. So he's got the six pick. Show me your titties. Yeah, TDs. 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 Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Uh, which, great name change. I'm going to go ahead and bring that up. Yeah, he totally Googled that, though. 
That was not original. I guarantee it. Together and uh, make sure that another new team. That one's coming for you, Tyler. So just be proud. Maybe uh, I'll try to have some other family around too when I when I pull that one out. But um, so yeah, six six pick in the third round. I I mean him, he'll be all right. And we only have to start one running back, so that's probably his thinking. And Kelsey is really a cut above. But yeah, mm. I I just hate taking tight ends early, and I have for a decade. So it for me, it wasn't the move, but I totally understand it too. Well, and I also think too, um, obviously being more close to the Brown situation, I. Um, I, I just think there are a lot of ways to spread the ball. I think really didn't offense. Oops. Here. Oh gosh, do we have a problem? Well, now I can hear. I did not hear a word you just said. Oh my goodness! You were what, cutting in and what, out. So oh, I heard you say man, being close to the Browns. I just had the most up. brilliant thought. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Yeah, no. So I heard you say we're being close to the Brown situation. Then it chopped in and out. Oh, okay. So I, I just, you know, I'm not sure about OBJ this year. I mean, I, I in comparison to his previous years, um, I just think there's a lot of weapons to spread the ball around. I think that's Baker's strength. I think that's what. Um, schematics wise with kitchens and how I think he likes to spread it around and create that balance and you have Landry. I just, I, I don't know. I, I I'm just wondering if OBJ is going to have the same, uh, be the same focal point as he has been with the, with other teams. And it could be a good sign for the Browns actually, but I, you know, we'll, we'll just see. I mean, I think he's definitely worthy of a second round pick, but yeah. You know, but at the same time, when you have Kelsey and OBJ, you know, it's just a little bit, you know, a little bit of a um, a risk there. I, certainly not, you know, a no brainer. Um, it could work out for him, but you know, yeah. I think I think it was definitely a risk. You know, yeah, and I have uh, to go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, so I was just going to say, I still have a first round grade on OBJ. So I mean, I, we don't want to get in too much to our draft. Uh, grades and, and what we're looking at here, but I, I, I still have a first round grade on him. And man, like there's something to say for having your team stud on your fantasy roster and just being able to enjoy watching them play. It's like it gives you that extra boost all season long. So I totally get that aspect of it. That's true. Which brings up, you know, how many people are going to be jazzed to to draft Browns players? You know, yeah. Like uh, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Okay, I know you. We like we know Steph's gonna do it. Uh, we'll have to see who else. Nick Chubb sitting out there. Right. Yeah, maybe Baker. Breaking news: Two weeks. Maybe you'll go ahead and give the podcast listeners something to chew on with with who you're gonna take number one overall. <laughs> All right. Let's not go there quite yet. I, I want to talk about John because I think that was a big topic of discussion. Let's do this. Um, yeah, because I think you know Hopkins. No brainer there, but Gurley and and I have to say like I I when it came up on the on the board the group me I really I really haven't been very well versed in what's happening with Gurley and everything like that so I, I did a little bit of research and I think it's back and forth just across fantasy the the spectrum you know the whole 
um, everyone involved in fantasy. They don't know what to do or think about with Gurley. You don't. And, and that's, that is totally, I, so listen, I understand, uh, the Gilmer and Tyler side of things. I'm sure whoever else agreed with that. I also understand Gurley was like, he went number one overall in every draft last year, right? Like he mm-hmm. is a complete stud. I read some stats cause I was looking it up to, I do work, but I did get a chance at work to go ahead and look some things up. And it said that Todd Gurley, not Mahomes or not Barkley was the player who was on the most fantasy teams that won championships last year. Like he is wow. that kind of player that is such a difference maker. Now, I know he's hurt, but he's had what, nine months off, eight months off, nine months off. So I, I just, I've got a good feeling. It's worth the risk to me in the second round. So okay. I, I don't hate the move. Yeah. I suppose when you think about it as a second round rounder, that makes a lot of sense. But what, like, what's the update though? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know he has been heard, but why is there so much? Why is there so much uh, mystery around his current state status? I think that's the problem. Is they just haven't released too many updates around him. It's you know they haven't had him play in the preseason. They've been really managing him in, in preseason and just not letting him even get on the practice field too much, which is that's scary. But there's also yeah. the whispers saying that he's ready. Like he he is ready to get out there he wants to just run people over and get back to his old state plus that rams offense like that people forget how good they are so right. i don't it, again i see both sides of it i think it's worth the risk because of how good he could be just like i see why ben took the risk because i see how zeke could be so yeah you heard the whispers over there you get you have connections over with the rams training camp yeah you know it. Uh, Connections uh, all across the league, especially in LA. Uh huh. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Uh, what else do we got? We talked about all the keepers. Oh, DeAndre, uh, along with Gurley, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, DeAndre was is the top receiver on pretty much everybody's board. So John got him with what amounts to the eleventh pick overall. That's a no brainer. Yeah, and I just I think he's gonna have a monster season, you know, with the running back situation kind of in doubt. Although I mean, Duke Johnson's there, and he's he's the guy now. Um, but I I just don't think that they're gonna want to give him all this workload. I think they're gonna be pass heavy. I think you know I I don't know I I think he's just gonna be a beast this year. So um, you know, kudos to him for having Hopkins. Is this the last year he gets to keep him? Because I'm going to be keeping my eye on that. <laughs> yeah, because that was part of the whole drama today on the board was uh, Hopkins and and uh, Gurley the last year that John can keep him, and Julio and Kamara the last year that Steph can keep him. So yeah, this will be the last year for both of those guys or all four of those guys. Okay. Oops. Yeah, so maybe there's some turnover, you know, that will happen, and you know, get through. Um, get some other players available as we go along here. So let's talk about guys that weren't kept. So, okay. Uh, you have? No. So, you, well, so I, I, I threw my sheet out that I had. Uh, of. So I was trying to go through um, the different teams that, that could have kept different. Th- I, I mean, maybe Gribben is a good topic of conversation for them. I'm trying to remember now what. Let's see here. He had uh, well, so Isaiah Crowell. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, Deshaun Watson. He was the one that had Baker and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, who else? Well, so maybe we, we just go through the top-rated players based off Yahoo's ranking. So Nick Chubb is rated fourth overall. Pete decided not to keep him. Uh, David Johnson. You have Devontae Adams, James Conner. Dalvin Cook. Uh, that was Tyler's guy, right? That was the third guy, and Tyler decided to keep Kelsey mm-hmm. and OBJ over Dalvin Cook. Um, Which that makes like sense. Thomas, you know. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but that, that makes sense not to keep – Cook. I mean, he had that monster run in the preseason, but you know, people get all jacked with the preseason. Like my dad was texting me and was yelling at OBJ, why OBJ is not playing in the <laughs> second preseason game, and you know, but yeah. So uh, the preseason is so meaningless. It just it just doesn't give anybody a good snapshot of what's really going to happen. And I know we talked about it last week, but man, this year feels even more meaningless than yeah. Seven. Maybe it's because we have good players finally, and we haven't experienced this. But man, let, these games suck. That game Friday night was terrible. Yeah, it, and it's—I mean, it's worse than Thursday night, which is usually like the thing. But like, I—I I think it's because you know you have the CBA coming up, and the teams just hate it. They—and we talked about that before. But yeah, so. All right, so. I guess we can move on if you're good on, on keepers and, and talk about the draft order reaction. I know we talked about it a little bit, but you went out and you got the pick you wanted. You got the first overall, which is what you were hoping you would get. Talk about your luck. <laughs> well, I mean, it is nice having the pick of the litter, but I think the thing that keeps weighing on me that obviously none of you guys have sympathy for none is – is I mean, you got to have a stud that makes it worth it. That you have to wait twenty three more picks, to, you know, to pick again. I mean, there's a lot of players to go by before you're filling your roster again. And I get it. You have, I mean, you get back to back there. But I mean, my biggest question is, I mean, I don't think it's divulging too much. But what's the best draft position? I mean, really, what what is the best one? Is it in the middle? Is it towards the end? Is it the beginning? I mean, how does that? I mean, if it, especially with the keepers. Well, that's I, th- I don't know if you can have an answer to that just because every team is so different with keepers. I mean, I've read articles that say like the third pick is the premier position this season, or the tenth pick is the worst one. Like it, it's all over the place. So. So that's that's been kind of weighing on my mind. I've been thinking a lot about if I pick this player, then you know what's you know what what are my strengths and weaknesses going into the twenty third or twenty fourth pick. Um, you know, so that's the kind of thing that I've been thinking a lot about because I mean I think we all know that there's no one available that's truly worthy of the first pick. And so it's just finding the best player, the you know, the that's the best fit for for my team and the the roster that I'm going to be filling out, you know, throughout the the draft order. Yep. So yes, I guess we'll. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. So then we had Ben get the second. That's back to back years, right? You and Ben went one two last year, and now you're one. Oh, two. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yep. And then. 
Ziggler, of course, with the last pick. So uh, I didn't realize at the time, but he's been in the league for three years, and every year he's had the last pick. So <laughs> he is the new John. Um, it's like... Well, took... his teams are better, though. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, he, it's like he took John's bad juju in the draft order, but not on the field. But he was in the championship game, correct? He was against John? Yeah. His team was was a bunch of monsters. But it's just, it's not funny, but it was, I guess, a really weird, like I'd love for Gilmer and Tyler to run the probability to tell me the chances of the first and last and second pick all being the exact same. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty incredible, actually. No, I think, then, especially with the kids, you know, reaching in there and grabbing those ping pong balls. Yeah. So I was, um, I had said ahead of it, I wanted to get the last pick because I knew I was keeping Saquon. I wanted my choice of the first guy available with the 13th pick, the top pick in the second round. I didn't get 12. Um, I got 10, which my son actually pulled my ball out, so I was super pumped that he was able to do that. Um, <laughs> but I got 10. But what made it work for me was four of the, what were they, like seven keepers? Four of the seven mm-hmm. keepers came from the 11, 12, 13th, and 14th spot. So basically, yeah. I get the first pick in the second round if you want to look yeah. at it that way anyway. Right. So I'm good to go. I, I think I have, what, the sixth or seventh pick, really, of actual guys being taken. There's eight or nine guys that I'm in love with. So I am stoked. I am ready to go. I am just ecstatic about how this ended up and ready to rock everybody's fantasy world (laughs) so you're feeling confident now because one of the concerns about having the draft lottery party so late uh is that there wouldn't be a lot of time to prepare before the actual draft but so you're you're feeling okay now you i am but i I mean and so maybe this this off season has been just wild and so so much has changed even in the last what three days that mm-hmm. it it doesn't bother me i've had some time you know i i got my rankings put together they're not done yet but i've had some time to kind of review and i'm okay with having it as late as we had it this year yeah and can you imagine i i, I don't know I, I i know a lot of friends that have fantasy leagues can you imagine fantasy leagues that have had a draft already like before the andrew luck stuff I mean, no. that, to me, that'd be crazy. Yeah, so um, my work league drafted on Sunday night, and that still feels early to me, doing it a week and a half early. Uh, I don't yeah. know what, what you're thinking if you have your draft more than that far in advance. Mm. Um, I think it was last year I drafted, we drafted that Sunday at the same Sunday, and I drafted Jarek McKinnon like the third round, and then the next day at training camp he was tore his ACL and he's not for the season or whatever he tore. So that, that just, like, come on. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I mean, you know, but that's that's how it goes. Sorry for your luck, Brian. Nobody right. has sympathy for you. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Move on. Pick up the next best player. Sack up and go out there and throw your best lineup up. It, there's 12 of us. We don't want each other to win. Like that, that's at the end of the day, we want to win. So that's right. That's right. Speaking of. Um, we actually had to explain to Andy Ziegler at the party the whole uh, collusion gate thing. And what was interesting is that we were describing it, and then when Andy came in, 
I, 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 there was still some bitterness there. Um, there's, you know, some tender, you know, wounds, uh, from back in that day. I do feel, I still feel really bad about that. That was, that was pretty shitty of us, but, um, I, I thought it'd be a point now where we could all just sort of laugh about it, but it didn't look like Andy was laughing uh, about that. But yeah, oh well, water under the bridge, right? Yeah, there's plenty of regrets. And I was realizing today, as I was like just feverishly typing away with my on the, on my phone, like at work, I was like, man, I get way too worked up about this stuff. Like, I love these guys. I got to keep that in perspective. It. It just it goes so much better when we see each other in person. We can just rag on each other a little bit and then move on. So it if you're listening, I love you. Don't take me seriously on the group meet. I had to take a second and put the phone to me like, all right, I love these guys. It's all good. Let's have a little bit of fun with it and and move on. Well, I kind of now that you say that though, I don't want to move on. I kind of want to know what really what triggered you. Was there something that was said, or are you just going to leave it leave it at that? <laughs> no, I mean it's just we, it's been what eight months since we've talked a lot of trash about fantasy football. It's just getting back to that zone and yeah. people disagreeing with you or going at you and uh, fluff blocking you. As, that might be my new uh, that might be my new phrase. Getting fluff blocked by my brother in law and, yeah. and things like that. So eh, put the phone down. It's stupid stuff. It's not that important as much as we make it out to be. So with that being said, I'll probably go right back at it with somebody tomorrow. But know that I love you. Yeah, so I thought, you know, I thought it was really interesting that while I don't know if Tyler was trying to be subversive or anything like that, but he was just like, so you think that theoretically john and steph could trade their players and it would be reset huh that's really interesting you know and and the whole time i'm thinking you know there there other people are thinking you know what's going on with the uh with the finance bros you know is there some is there some uh some relationship going on there that we don't know about so um yeah so i just pictured those two so i've been uh, inside their office, and I've seen their setup. Unless it's changed, it was a couple years ago. But they're literally like right next to each other. They got like their five screens of their monitors up, so they can watch a whole bunch of stock tickers. Blah blah blah. So <laughs> in my mind, I'm just picturing these two like snickering to each other on their phones, like, "Oh wait, John and Steph can do this." Blah blah blah. And then Tyler's like, "We'll watch this. I'm gonna like make it real coy and put it in group me." And I just picture Gilmer laughing and squealing over on the other side. And, and it's probably nothing like that, but that's how I picture it in my mind. Yeah, I would be the same way, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm sitting there. When those heated discussions come on in, I get up and I close my door. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone coming in looking at my screen or anything like that. Uh, but no, but, oh, but it's all in good fun. Uh, and I made this clear today. I was super glad that Tyler brought that up because I think that's probably the biggest loophole in all the rules we have in our league. And I did feel like it got shut down a couple years ago too quickly. And so it was nice to hear somebody else make the same case that I was trying to make a couple years ago. And then I tried to exploit with Pete more so, well, for a couple of reasons. I wanted to win, but I also really wanted to stick it to the league. Like, cool, you don't want to block this move? I'm going to go ahead and, and show you why you should have. <laughs> 
Well, hey, I, I can bring all of this full circle if you'd like, because let's do um, it. I have uh, I have long since advocated for a uh, a manager or a uh, a fantasy league summit where all the owners come together, discuss the rule changes, go through all of that, um, have do it with a few beers and have a good time with it and everything like that. Really just an excuse to get together again. But all of this brought up an idea that, you know, one of the things that we've really sucked at with this league is, is celebrating the winners and, you know, getting the trophy to the right people in time, you know, updating everything. So, um, you know, I would love for us to maybe get together towards either, you know, at the end of the fantasy season, Maybe it's with the bros or something like that, and just, um, just celebrate. Now that's assuming Steph won't win, but exactly. Um, yeah. But no offense, Steph. I'm just, I'm just throwing ideas out there. But it would be nice to really get together. Um, and for me, it's just an excuse to get together because I think we should be doing more of that. So, anyways, that's my pitch for that. If you hear more talk about that later, um, I also happen to be turning forty around that time. So, um, which I think I'm still, I know, I think I'm still the oldest in the group. Andy's a little bit younger than me. He's got, I got a couple months on him. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else who might be older, but, um, so yeah, so, um, it would be nice to, to plan some kind of hangout like that, but yeah, I'm totally down. And I know you and I had gone back and forth about it a little bit, like if it replaces our annual Cavs trip. I think that's okay too. Like it, we don't need to do a Cavs game every year and have everybody drop a ton of money on tickets to a game that we're too drunk to remember, or or fall asleep in the middle of. Allegedly, some people fell asleep. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, So yeah, I'm open to that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I know you have been, you've been like absolutely campaigning for that for at least five years. If there's a couple (laughs) things I can count on every year. It's you campaigning for the Fantasy Summit, Gilmer campaigning for the auction draft, uh, I don't know, Andy coming up with a crazy name for a different Notre Dame figure, uh, over and over. So those are the things I can count on. Well, here's the thing, though. We're all predictable, but none of us are boring. <laughs> I like that. Um, it's true, though. It's true, though. We, we have a, I mean, we, we are entertained by our predictability. We we're entertained by ourselves. Yeah, probably too much. But <laughs> uh, but but no, I I do. That's one of the rules I would like to check out. So if they, if it, that's what we have to do, and we have a summit, I'm all about it. And while we're on the topic, Pete, no hard feelings. This might be the last time I bring up you rejecting the trade. But my God, I appreciated every bit of you saying, "No, nah, man, I just didn't want you to win. I need to have a trophy," and just being super petty about it. I love that. So thank you for just owning that and saying, no, I didn't want you to win. Screw you. (laughs) All right. And then shortly or after, shortly after, actually, it was kind of in between, like as that conversation was going back and forth, Nick chimes in with the stuff we talked about last week, just that little pest that just kind of nips at your heels. And he went right at you. Talk about that. Well, I mean hardly nipping at my heels he's making fun of 
White Claw, calling it White Blah. I mean, that's that's a little weak sauce in my mind. And I feel bad. Honestly, I feel sorry for him because he obviously put some time into putting this thing together and he drops it in the middle of this back and forth discussion. So nobody recognizes it, you know. And um, so I, I think Nick just this, um, might regret inviting this, but he just needs to try a little bit harder. Okay, I'll go ahead and back Nick here because I have been the guy <laughs> to try really hard on something. And then just get zero response. I think back to last year, went out and got the Kajust video and got like a lackluster response. But I was so proud of that. So, Nick, I appreciated every second of that picture that you put up there. Thought it was funny. I laughed. It needed. It gave me some much needed uh, comic relief. Keep doing what you're doing. I hope I get one that comes at me next time. Well, I'm glad he actually spelled my name right. Not everyone does that. So, you know, but... I mean, but has I want to know has that does has everyone else drank White Claw before? I'm sure everyone has at least. You know, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? I'm still a virgin. I didn't get to pop that cherry. So, okay, well, all right. So you talked about getting the trophy to the trophy winner. I was ecstatic that John got to hold it. He was literally cradling cradling it like a baby. Uh, made me smile. I'm glad that, that finally it gets to go to the to the Hun household, to the John and Steph Hun household. Um, John and Steph, give us the update. Let us know all the dirty things you've done that we talked about last week. I think we all want to know that. We do. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? Get it done right now. <laughs> no better time than right now. <laughs> All right, so real quick, our last topic here. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft. So it's coming up Sunday night at 9.30 Eastern time. Nick, that's 6.30 p.m. your time. Don't miss it, everybody. I can't pause it. Uh, it, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to talk some trash to Gilmer. Um, Oh, that's what I want to talk about really quick, too. So the draft order does matter. But, man, it also matters who you have drafted around you. There are just those people that have similar draft strategies or always seem to steal your guys. I'm not super stoked to be drafted next to Gilmer because, you know, he and I kind of have a similar philosophy a lot of ways. Um, But, you know, that's part of it, too. Yeah. I I have to see who... um... How does that work when I'm the first pick? So I would I would come after I would go after I would go after Ben, but then I'd go before Ben. The other so I don't know. I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's good. It happens to everybody, you know. And usually you're eyeing somebody, and it's like one pick before or whatever. But um, yeah, you know. it seems to happen every single year. Well, since everyone's going off of Matthew Barry, you know, it's it's only natural. So, all right, own it. Have you listened to a podcast yet, or have you done a mock draft yet? Own it. Oh, I've done mock drafts, yeah. I've done a few mock drafts just to kind of get the, the lay of the land, so to speak. Um, what, was your, what was your other question? A podcast. Have I listened to it? No, I haven't. Listened. I, I've listened to a few of the, up, the video updates that they have on Yahoo, 
And I've, I've looked up a couple articles from the so-called experts, um, but um, just did a little bit of research. Um, also kind of did a little analysis of last year and um, the guy, you know, some of the guys that really came out on top and why and what's changed and all of that. So I'm actually, I know I joked before, I'm actually putting a lot more effort in this year uh, than it was in the past. So that's what I like to hear. I, of course, well, I don't I don't know if it'll go anywhere, but we'll see. <laughs> I, of course, have done plenty of mock drafts. You know, my philosophy is don't mock the mock. And this year I have, for the first time ever, added some podcasting in. Uh, you know, you get out and you're mowing the grass. And I'm sick of listening to old music from 20 years ago. So I decided to change it up and have been putting some podcasts in the rotation. So we'll see what it does. Does it include Matthew Barry? It is not. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So I teased it a little bit since we're on the conversation of the draft, and this will probably be the last thing we'll talk about. Do we have more breaking news tonight? Are you going to let us know what you're doing? Well, no. I, I think I'm going to, you know, I, I think uh, the the intrigue, the, the league is more enjoyable when there's that that intrigue. I, I, I will divulge that I have, I'm, I'm going back and forth between about three guys uh, that would be worthy of, of the pick and all of them have different implications. So I'm just kind of going through all those scenarios and I, I truly am going back and forth one day, one moment I'm feeling, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this guy. And next time I'm going to, you know, man, I'm going to take that guy. So, um, so I'm, I'm really not sure. And um, you know, I, I feel like the bachelor. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Not the news any of us wanted to hear, but it's your prerogative, and, and I guess I can let you escape just saying that you're not well, sure okay. yet. I'll, I'll, but I, I won't be an a-hole like Andy and wait the full, what, three minutes or two minutes to make my first pick. How about that? Shots fired. But you. <laughs> yeah, so I have no problem with that. I mean, I know it's a little bit later, but we all get to hopefully sleep in a little bit on Monday morning. So if you need a couple seconds, take a couple seconds, get your pick right. Don't mess it up. Don't pull a Matty Black. Just <laughs> nail the draft and let's have some fun with the season. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is. I mean, there, there's there's a couple different ways that I could go. Um, and uh, so we'll have some good analysis after I do make the pick. And I can kind of tell you the different options that I was going back and forth on. That sounds like a plan. Well, buddy, uh, I think it's probably about time we're up against the time limit. So yep. I guess we'll uh, reconvene after the draft is over and, and we'll yeah. have tons to talk about at that point. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely. Yeah, I think that's when the real smack talk will begin because you know once we get those rosters set, I think that we'll start getting our head-to-head matchups and uh, hopefully that's, that will start to kick things off going to be more excited yep i'm excited too this is going to be a good year all right well with that being said i guess we'll go ahead and sign off and uh hope you guys have a good rest of your week a good weekend and we will talk to you in the draft on sunday peace bye everybody